absolutely amazing because I, I knew Tom when he lived in Daytona. I'm sure you knew him when he lived down here. He worked. Remember he worked at G. Remember Tom Grohoski worked at uh, UPS. I knew him back then. Okay. Yeah, dude. No, so, seriously, it was sick because my buddy Dave Duran lived down in uh, Deland, which is right outside of Jacksonville, right? And sometimes, sometimes oh. Tom Grohoski would deliver him an Eight Street box. Oh shit! Yeah, and we would see Tom Grohoski all the time at Stone Edge. But you know, this is when I was a kid, man. It was like eighty nine, ninety. You know, like I'd always yeah. see him around, like always see. Him. But yeah. I knew he moved down from Jersey, and I could never really figure yeah. out what was going on with that. But I was like, oh, I didn't really know him that well. But that's awesome. You grew up yeah. with him, man. Like, so is that? Well, who was your first sponsor coming out of Philly, or I'm sorry, Delaware? Delaware, and um, basically uh, Tom and I were on Madrid skateboards, Gullwing, OJ wheels, and vans. And what we did is like basically he, I wrote his letter and he wrote mine. We we just felt more comfortable, kind of like you know once we wrote each other's letters, we were able to just say okay, let's just take our favorite companies that we like you know dealing with and writing with and the stuff that holds up the longest, and let's just send these guys some information. So Madrid got back to us. Going got back to us, and OJ Wills, you know, got back to us, and it was, you know, it was, it was a cool vibe, you know. And, and, and Tom's thing, the reason why he moved from Jersey to Philly is one one thing again, like kind of like Rodney had his dad more of in like kind of like a supportive situation. So when it was time for Tom to kind of you know grow up and grow on, you know, we did the mess series, we drove all of that, we drove the Kona in 1982. Is either like graduated, so we were at the Kona contest when we met Lance and all those guys. Yeah, once yeah, once it got to a point where it was too serious, and Tom said to me one day, he's like, they'll they'll never take away how I was brought up on this. Basically, they'll never take away my youth in skateboarding. And and the only person that he would really kind of reason with were guys like Neil Blender, Jeff Grosso, you know, Jeff Phillips, Dan Wilkes, Craig Johnson. He kind of went to the the other side of skateboarding, which was more gritty and, and personal sessions. And that's when I started realizing like, wow, like, you know, once you kind of lose your father figure per se, you have to become your own father within what you love to do. You know what I mean? So if competition wasn't going to be more like the essence of how he grew up in skateboarding, then and this is goes for anyone. However, you come into the game, just just represent your, you know, just do you the best in, in that situation. Doesn't mean you have to hate on contests. You can go there and hang out. You can go there and like coach your, your friends and be like, "Yo, your back foot, watch your back foot, watch yes, your front sir. foot." Yes, like, sir. Yep. Just getting sketchy. You're, you're, you're fucking tripping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I went to the contest yeah. last year, man. It was it was an experience, you know, because I'd never been like not drunk and. Just as a spectator, and I was like, you know, as you're saying, man, I was cheering people on and shit. Like, I was like, yeah, it was dope, man. You know, it made me love skating again. I'm not going to lie, man. It made me really love skating. I went there by myself, walked around, like, literally watched, because I was like, man, I've never been here and watched the contest. I'm always either drunk or running around or, you know, like, I just never got to enjoy it. And, um, you know, I think I think I got really back into skateboarding. Now, I mean, I have the last few years, so I quit drinking. But that contest did something. That was a very special. That was special to me. You know, I was like, it made me realize like how much I love skating since I was a kid.
on were you on Madrid with uh you on Madrid with uh, Bill Danforth, huh? Yeah, it was uh when I when I something I got on it was myself, Tom Graholski, Marty Jimenez, Bryce what? Nice, Tom Grahol uh Tommy Guerrero. Hold on, Tommy Guerrero wrote for Madrid. Yeah, for a little bit. He doesn't. There was actually there's an actual Madrid ad where they have Tommy in it. And that, and Tommy reposted or somebody. I think I reposted it. And fucking and Tommy yeah. and just started, started heckling him, and Tommy got all PC. He was like, "Come on, dude." Yeah, I, you know what? I found yours. I found your sure grip ad, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, "What?" Because I swore I was the biggest Stedham fan in the world, and I was like, "How did I miss this?" It was like seriously, yeah. like like there's just a lot of things from back then, you know, and that's why I've always wanted, you know, like obviously real cool cat, man. I always want to tell you thank you for getting us in that show too, man. That was dope. Oh, you had me looking problem, you had me looking good in front of my ex girlfriend. <laughs> 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 yeah. That, that shit had me looking good for like five minutes. That shit was over now. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> Nah, she's still cool. I probably talked to her, it just wasn't working out at the time. We're older, man. I yeah. can't I can't be like holding grudges and shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm too old to be doing yeah, that yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, way too old for that shit, man. But um yeah. But yeah, man. So after Madrid so after Madrid, did you obviously obviously this is when you and um this is when you and Tommy and all those guys linked up. You and Tommy have been cool for a very long time, I'm assuming. That's what I'm gathering, right? Well, yeah, basically, like, uh, my first trip to Del Mar was, I think it was 1984. It was, like, after I got uh, a sponsor, and I've been sponsored for, like, about, like, a year or two. So Tom and I went out to skate uh, the Del Mar contest. We met everybody again up there, linked with everybody, you know, like, kind of stayed in touch. And then as that kind of progressed, I, I stuck with Bo Brown. Tom eventually went to vision and tracker and that kind of like, cause people were, he was, we started talking about this whole Tasmanian devil thing and New Jersey and stuff in Taz. So like I wrote a, a McRad song called Taz. So we were just kind of like pushing Tom up front. Like what, what as skaters do like, yo, the homies ripping. So like, let's just all get behind him and just like, make sure that like if there's music needed or whatever, any identity thing that we could do as kids, fanzine wise, whatever, we would just like, if someone was saying, all right, dude, I'm ready to bust out. We'd all, as friends, we'd all get behind and go for it because we know if one got through the door, he'd pull us, you know, the rest in. So that's how the other companies would come through, you know. Since I wrote Stacy when I was 14, Stacy and I kept in contact. So Todd Hastings would send me boards every once in a while. And then it got to a point where one time the contest, that's when everything changed. So I, st I was able to ride Tommy's first prototypes and Steve Sy's first prototypes. What? And, and different, different shit. Yeah, Ray Underhill. Like, I uh, got all these. I wish I would have kept all those experimental boards. But I, to, once again, I'm on the lifestyle stoke thing. I'm not thinking like the eclectic, oh, this is going to be worse money someday. And these boards, I'm always thinking they're always going to do power experimental boards. This, this is always going to be something that's going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And it's not, it's not, it's not realistic. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just don't not realistic, man. There's so many boards. <laughs> I, like, I bet, check this out, man. I just posted that story about Gons, kick flipping the Gons the other day. And he gave me one of his first uh, 60, 40 boards. And it oh, was, uh, dude, and it was printed upside down. That's how, right. I don't even think he knew he printed upside down. Like, <laughs> but it was a dope board, man. And like, I took it home. I remember like, I want to say it might be at my mom's house in the stash, but man, if like right. it's not that I didn't know who Mark Gonzalez is going to be, 
But man, oh man, if I if I find that skateboard, I might have to quit my I might have to quit my job. Shit, like (laughs) so. Like even them experimental boards, I saw. uh, Whoever, who, whoever does that, I collect mountains thing does a great job on IG. I'm not sure. Who, is that Lance? I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think possibly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm like, no one has that many pictures except for the dude who takes pictures. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. so I, he does a great job. I like how he has all the experimental stuff and like, you know, I, was, I saw yeah. I saw the photos with you skating experimentals. I was like, yo, this dude is so lucky. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. I got spoiled. So did you skate? Did you skate? Did you ever skate the experimental bow night joints? <laughs> yeah, I got, I got, I've got pretty much got everything that was coming out back then. It was just that most of the stuff was like that I was getting, and once again, it was it goes back to location because it's we didn't have Eastern skateboards. We had a couple of different people. We had like, well, who was it? it was we had Bernie, not Bernie, uh, the dude from uh, Brand X. Like they had their toxic whole thing. There was a big distribution company but it wasn't like eastern where we can get a ton of boards so normally when i would get a board it would go like to a friend of mine like adam hawley who started philly skateboard shops and he's like the first guy that like really started endorsing and sponsored street skaters but back in the day a lot of kids whether they were white or black didn't have skates so boards you know so when my wear a board out i'd be like well it's selfish for me to think like i'm going to Get people stoked on skateboarding if they don't have a skateboard. So like, you know, take it, fuck it. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's your body, it ain't mine. You know what I mean? Like, you can always get another board. It's WCRP. Yeah, I was just like, to me, it was just a board. You know, and like, and if I could pass along the stoke, right. that's even better. You know, because I remember, yeah, what it, yeah. I remember what it was like to not have boards. You know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and that's the thing, man. It's like, I think that's, I think a lot of people uh, could really, you know, humble themselves about stuff like that. I think about that just as, as you were saying earlier about the skate parks, man. Like, I always think that. I mean, just even today, I, like, I had a bad time at the park, but I did skate it. You know what I mean? Because right. I remember when I didn't have nothing to skate. Dead ass. Right. Like, like, I'd have to skate a couple right. miles to skate the parking lot. So yeah, it's, yeah. Seriously, yeah. <laughs> and it was a pretty bad parking lot too. You know? It's yeah. uh, it's it's cool to like have all that stuff and you know to kind of humble yourself and always like passing my stuff down too, man. Because like I said, man, I remember I don't even think I ever had a brand new complete skateboard until I got sponsored. And I'm not even joking. True. Like like because Facts. I I grew up I grew up with a single mother and my single mother was raising me and my brother and this is in the '80s. And I know for yeah. sure she was doing all she could to keep the lights on. You know what I mean? It's like, I know right. how it is now as an adult. And I don't even got right. two kids. You know what I mean? So right. so I think it's uh, it's it's very humbling to think back on that kind of stuff, man. Because you don't really think about it when you're a kid. But um, I was always very excited, you know, to get... When I, when I got my first packages, man, I was so hyped. Because I never got anything yeah. like that. You know, like I'd always have to wait until Christmas or do some jobs. Right. You know, like... Like I'd always have to trade. I don't have to trade up. Yeah, <laughs> right. I never had the new board, man. I never ever had it until I got sponsored. You know, I think maybe one Christmas, I work. I was like lifting Christmas trees, and I bought myself a Mike Vallely, and a joint broke. Yeah, I was pissed. I was like so mad. Yeah, right. at Mike, I was mad at Mike Vallely, yo. <laughs> I was mad at Mike Blaze. Like he pressed the board. I was like, man, fuck Mike Blaze. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> 
Man, I remember going in the shop and looking at that thing. It looked so sweet, man. I was like, man, it's the greatest board ever. And that joint broke. I was so heartbroken, man. But yeah, I, I'd always love Powell as a kid, man. Always, always love Powell. And it's um, I think the coolest yes. part about I think the coolest part about you know even just this conversation and knowing you is you guys had a just you and Ray had a huge influence on me as a kid. Like that was like because that was something that I could look up to. You know, it was like I could look up to Ray. I looked up to all kinds of skaters, and I didn't look up to Ray because he was a black skateboarder. I looked up to Ray because yeah. he was a great skateboarder first and foremost. Right. You know, but right. I, I couldn't ignore that, oh, man, there's someone that looks like me that's a great skateboarder. That was a plus yeah. in my book. I was like, Shh, thank you. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, thank you. So, yeah. so, you know, so just the song and everything, man, and to be able to work with both of you guys is a huge blessing, man, for me. You know, because I don't think you, neither one of you, I told Ray this too, man, I don't think either one of you guys know how much of an impact you had on me as a kid. I wouldn't be skating right now. I wouldn't be uh -oh. skating to this thank day. You. I've always, man. I want to thank you guys for that, man. You guys, um, oh, you're welcome, it's, man. it's, it's a man. It's you. You did a lot for like for me, and if I'm doing a lot for other people and people like what I do, I can only say thank you to you guys because that's the shit. I grew, that's the stuff I grew up on, man. Like you could not get that song out of my head. You could not get that song out of my head whatsoever. Like and me and my friends just skate up the street like we were them dudes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not Thank even you. joking, dude. Me, I was telling Steve Sires this. I was like, man, my man Eric was Steve Sires. I was Ray Barbie. I was like, I forgot who Chet Thomas was. I was like, we were all them dudes. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. I was like, I forgot who I was like, man, but we used to be y'all, man, and we just listened to that song. And I was like, man, that was like our, that was our youth. Basically, hooked us up. I mean, he 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 got everybody that was so stoked on skating, but had all this other eclectic. Um, you know, input and for for some reason, you know, I mean, him being a you know Hollywood actor, you know, also along with being a professional skateboarder and just a lifestyle person, I, I'm just amazed that he could actually go to George Powell and be like George, like these these really weird kids, like they're not like Tony Alva and these other guys. I mean, not that these guys don't play music, they do. And Salva's rad, all those dudes are rad. Tony's rad. Because there's something I know. Stacy was like, "There's something about this new movement that if I don't capture it on video and put music to it, it may not bust open." Because that's how he was talking to me about the videos. He was like, "Chuck, I'm going about this how I'm going about it, and I don't want it to be a skateboard team. I want it to be something completely different." And when you're reading that, and I'm 14, and he's he's this is the first letter he wrote back to me as like a pro because I, I wrote him. When after he had his interview with Skateboarder Magazine, he was telling me about the Bones Brigade. It was like he had a detailed letter. It was like his vision board came as a letter to me. And I was just saying thank you for the, you know, the, the interview, Stacey. I mean, you know, regardless of business and what has to happen and disappointments and he promised me this and this didn't happen. I mean, that's all a little shit. That's business. I mean, you know, yeah. like you have business school to understand emotional dynamics or you have to have some kind of a psychological degree psychology degree to understand the business dynamics of people you know it's not it's useless to expect it and once again that everything is going to stay the same or someone's word is going to stay the same versus it stacy took us and said i'm going to make this happen and then you got to make it happen after this you know what i mean and that's what i got from stacy it's wcrp
and that, that having that in skateboarding along with skateboarding is like a best thing and that's what you're doing now you're re-educating guys of my age of like look at all these dudes skateboarding whether it's like jason lee or whatever it's just, everybody's ripping these obstacles and there's no transition under it. i mean there's transition where it is but there's this whole mindset about skateboarding was like well it's not about the companies anymore it's about this new street skating thing that's just like bionic it, it was bionic when it started and then it, it just went crazy you know, it, it went into what it, it killed Vert, and it didn't kill Vert for betting Vert. It killed Vert to be like most kids are like, "Fuck it, I'll just grab my board and put on some some, some sneakers and shit and whatever. I'm, I'm I'm out. Like I can, I'm good. I just I don't have to worry about a park person. You know what I mean? Unless yeah. I want to go to, them, you know what I mean? And to me, Stacy brought that into focus with public domain bandits propaganda all that stuff like that but where ricky iola and all these other guys started putting in and different things and everybody all over the place you know what I mean? it's amazing that that people kept cre recreating the stoke you know what i mean off of just people just being into skateboarding and and the level of skateboarding that's just it's a hard thing to accomplish out of any sport you know one thing i will give to ricky iola and this is this is because me and him have had our differences which is absolutely fine and i don't personally got nothing against him I don't, I don't really care i don't know him like that but one thing i will give him is when all that shit went down in sf when um, all that shit went down with sf and he'll know what i'm talking about the emb shit he went back to philly and he kept it going like i <laughs> anybody else would have been out the door he somehow right. he somehow like i like, right. you just gotta give a man credit where credit is due right. He somehow yeah. went back and had everyone believe there was this East Coast way of skateboarding. And I was, he like created a thing. Yeah, took, he did. took something and he took something that was would have crushed anybody and, right. and, and turned it into like almost like an empire. Because you got to think about this. It, it's crazy as it sounds. If he wouldn't have did all that, there probably wouldn't have been no Stevie and them dudes. There wouldn't have been no Josh Kalis at Love Park and shit like that. That shit wouldn't have happened. Oh, that shit wouldn't have happened, dog. That shit would not. I, I don't care what nobody said. That's what I said, man. Me and that dude have our differences, but as a grown man, I respect him as a man because that would have crushed anybody's career. Anybody's career. Right. And, you know, it almost crushed Steve Barrett's career. But Steve Barrett, yeah. Steve Barrett's a smart businessman. That's, <laughs> that's, a whole nother, that's a whole nother thing. He's a smart businessman. But Ricky was a smart skateboarder. That was the first smart right. skateboarder that was like, oh, you know what? Cowling ain't fucking with me. Watch this. And fucking started, yeah. a, started a whole thing, dude. Like, dude, He started a whole movement. And people, you yeah, can not like to do, but you got to respect that, man. It's like, yo, right. that's actually pretty heavy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, really all that. Oh, because you got to think about it, man. Think about this. But even back in the shut days, nobody was talking about East Coast skating. Nobody was talking about that. Yeah. That was no nope. such thing. He started nope. that whole movement. You know, like none of them dudes are going out West film and he was skating in the streets. He started a thing, dude. <laughs> 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 yeah, I hope he did some music for a video and he was like, yo, he's like, yo, trees, like every obstacle in here, we, we set that shit up and tore that bitch right down. Yes. <laughs> fuck everybody. Yo, Ricky, you're mad, dude. You're gonna be pissing people off, bro. Like it's just like, and the footage was sick, and it was like two years old. He was showing me this shit. It was like out. It was out. Like wow. every rider was like busting out. Like it was like, 
I was like, uh, he was just like, dude, I can't believe it. Like, this MTV shit's fucking with my head, man. I can't, I don't understand what the fuck I had to do, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, but I think it's cool because a lot of people don't don't give him that credit you know and so as i said being a grown man we can have our outs but i always just i can respect the grown man and the work he put in yeah and he put that little dudes he put them dudes on the map if it wasn't for him man a lot a lot of them do a lot of them dudes be paying his rent on some real shit (laughs) seriously because he put dude he birthed the whole style for all them dudes you can you can go down the line no matter what you say like Cats wouldn't know who Vern was if it wasn't for right. for Ricky starting off that whole thing, and then Ricky started putting. Yeah. You know what I mean, other cats people wanted to fuck with Ricky because or, or whoever was messing with him because he was still right. he still had steam. You know what I mean, he got Dan Wolf out there filming. He he was just like, y'all don't mess with me. Watch this, and I think everybody yeah. thought it wasn't gonna work. You know what I'm saying? Like probably right. me, me and me and the rest of skateboarding was like, that dude's just sitting in Philly. Yeah, he would probably get a photo or here. Them dudes started taking hey. over. Like, seriously, them yeah. dudes started taking over. Oh, check this out. Nobody was going to the, nobody was going to Philly or like to even DC like that until them dudes started. Seriously, think about that, man. Like, I was skating the whole time then, man. I was street skating the whole time. Nobody was going to Philly to film. Nobody was going to DC to film. Nobody was going, nobody definitely was going to Jersey. And the only person out of Jersey, only person out of Jersey that people knew was Fred Gall, but he was a kid. But when Fred Gall yeah. looked up, well, when Fred Gall linked up with uh, Matt Reason and, and uh, Ricky, boom, yeah, cover Thrasher, yeah. ski up, dog. Right. I'm telling you, that dude had a heavy influence on all that. You know, as I said, man, I wanted to, I wanted him to come on the show because I just wanted to talk to him. I was like, hey, man, look, we ain't had to do all this fighting. And all that. Like, dog, just come on the show, man. Like, I talk to you like a grown <laughs> man. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't be arguing with you. I know, man. I ain't be arguing with you on the internet. The fuck you think this is? <laughs> like, yeah, Rick, yeah. you got a lot of pride. That's the homie, man. Yeah, I know. I, dog, you're, and the pride, the pride always comes before the fall. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, yo, man, I was, I trying, to, you, I was trying to get him the out. You know I'm like? Hey, man, come on. Just come through, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm on some real shit because I, I want to tell him, like, dog, like, you are, dog. They keep putting him on the back burner, and like, I don't care if I, you, you right. can't like, you don't gotta like the dude, but you gotta respect it. You know what I'm saying? You gotta yeah. respect it. And he ain't, we ain't talking about like the dude's Robert E. Lee. You know what I'm right, nah. His, his, his grind was infectious, man. Ricky's bad. He's a great skater too. Fuck, he's great skate, great skateboarder. You know what I mean? Woo-hoo. He's just, he's just me and him. Me and him caught mouse at the wrong time. I was like, yo, oh, I'm sorry, man. He's yeah. Man, like, it, yeah, yeah, you talk, yo, you talk to, I ain't got, man, I ain't got nothing against him or nobody. So right. if you talk to right. him, let right. him, if you talk to him, man, I, I don't want to dig this well, into your interview. You talk to him, let him know, man, door's open, man. I ain't really, well, you know, we just got a little hot-headed, but I respect the dude, like, all day. He's done a, dude, he's a tremendous skateboarder, and he's done a lot for yeah, skateboarding. Right. Did he, did he I mean, say and do something stupid? Absolutely. But we all do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We all do. Yeah. And, if, and if he's made amends with it, that's all that matters. He ain't got to apologize to me. I ain't, the, I ain't the king of all black people. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's WCRP. Uh, now, both of you guys are alphas, man, and, and that's what's the blessed thing about skateboarding is we didn't realize it was going to build alpha man out of us, you know what I mean, out of all of us and, and different levels of it, you know what I mean? And there's so many different aspects of it. It's, it's, they just thought skateboarding was on some, like, Yo, dude, like type shit, you know. Yeah. Black <laughs> yeah. And, 
it's about you know we we built relationships and and some of these bridges got burnt you know what i mean and, and you know it's, it's it's amazing that at least i can hear from you you're in the thing like yo yo ricky i want to fuck with you man come on man come on homie let's just let's just piece this up before we get too old you know what i mean like yeah exactly <laughs> Be them old dudes fucking hitting each other with canes at the fucking skateboard yeah, 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 yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? We need we need all that history out because it's like what you've done and what Ricky and Chris Pastris and everybody's done in the whole eclipse of, of what's going on in skateboarding right now. Like all of it should be out. You know what I mean? So so there's more than just like one history month or go skateboarding day. Go yes. to me, go skateboarding day is every day, man. Like, yes. You can't. You can't think about skateboarding one day i think about skateboarding every day even if i'm sucking i'm thinking about skateboarding like you know like sucking it just like i want to skate fuck i got too tired you know like i don't want to get hurt like dumb shit i never thought about that shit when i was real yeah to be honest with you that's the day i don't go skating because everybody's outside i'm still trying to learn to lay back i'm pissed (laughs) i can't get the lay back right i'm still like dude I cannot do it. Ever since I talked to you about it two years ago, I cannot pick my tail up. I'm like, dude, how does he do it? I try to watch a video. I'm like, how does he do this? Okay. Well, yeah, once my back stops hurting, I'll have to get back out there. I told somebody, I was like, yeah, I don't think black people's arms bend like that. Yes. I told this kid the other day, I was like, yo, black people can't do front feeble grinds on bars. I was like, it's impossible, yo. I was like, our bones ain't made like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's my excuse. I'm sticking with it, dude. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's good. No, 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 no. We, we got that one. It's cool. It's cool to have some setbacks. Yeah, our bone density doesn't allow that trick. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, what year did you end up moving to Philly, man? And um, I'm sorry. Let's go back to the power days, man. So, so when you hooked up with uh, you hooked up with Stacy. So obviously things didn't end so well, but what you did get out of that, you got a classic skate. You got, dude, that's like the skateboard anthem. I'm sure, do, do people tell you yeah. that all the time? Like I, that's one thousand percent skateboard anthem. That is. I don't know. I don't. There ain't another one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like as people have told me, like you know, the the, the one story is like, well, uh, I recorded it on my cassette, you know, player, and then we took it out to the ramp, and you know, we just kept skating to it, and I was just like, wow, that's that's pretty crazy because that's things that I would do like we would hear a song on the radio and we would just hit you know, our little like, you know, recorder and just be like, Oh, let's do it. You know, let's just, let's learn a song or let's just get into a vibe. But the, the fact of how I was learning how to practice on songs when, and learning songs when people were doing that to my own music, I was just like, wow, that's a trip. You know what I mean? It's like, now I can see the process of it because if you're applying those hours and minutes into like, like, you know, searching out, like, if you're a graffiti artist, I, I want to get all the best paint, and I'm learning from all the, the people, and then all of a sudden you get your own skis on and your flow, all that ground work you're putting in starts coming back through in different ways. So it's just like, I didn't realize by me learning other people's music that when I was doing my own music, once I found my own crowd, it was going to end up doing the same thing in, this, in a completely different way. And that's what I thought that was great, that Stacy was able to see it, but Stacy wasn't trying to be a songwriter, you know what I mean? He was like, I have to harness this and push it out because these guys need to push out, you know what I mean? That's sk- crazy. Sk- skating, yeah, skating needed to push out. Like, it couldn't be pushed out by a tennis player. It couldn't be pushed out by Jordan, Dr. J. It had to be pushed out by somebody that was like a part of the ethos. And Stacy, 
other than Rocco and a bunch of other guys were part of the ethos. But the only reason why Rocco was a part of the ethos is because Rocco attached himself to Gons. And, and once you have somebody like Gons, it's like that Gons is like, at that point, Michael Jordan skateboarding. You know what I mean? He's just like, whatever he's doing, he's just, you know, he's just, he's killing it. You know what I mean? So it's, it's, it's pretty easy for Rocco to walk into Stacy's train and just kind of attach himself to what's going on. But Stacy has that interjection of like, well, I'm coming from the theater side of skate skateboarding. I'm, I'm coming from like the things that I, that we all missed in the Z boys and all that other stuff. We all let these corporations kind of peel us apart. So we got to get back to the grit, grit of it and, and skateboarding me. So of course, if I'm writing them since age 14 and when I go into the studio, I'm like almost 21. It's like, I've already known and lived with Stacy in my mind. So why wouldn't I want to, jump to the level it's just like holy shit it's like jimmy hendrix calling you going hey you want to come in the studio and you know get creative I'm like why not because <laughs> that's just crazy you know what i mean yeah it's crazy like stacy really knew what was happening and for him not to really be a, a real musician just to appreciate he's like a a mobile dj of, of skateboarding he just <laughs> music you know what i mean let, let me just get it let me put what i in my head back out there there's probably never going to be another dude like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, like as far as, as far as being able to eye talent, put together projects. Yeah. Did he do most yeah, of the graphics over there too? Was was that was that was he kind of in the or was he just mainly doing the video, the videography, and the music and Stacey, stuff? Stacy would have he would have options like or opinions about graphics, but they had so many different artists that were working. Or just the main guy that I think his name, first name is Sean, the, the main artist that was over there dealing with stuff like that. Like they, they had kind of an in-house guy, and and, and, and of course George is a, a great businessman, and and he comes from, you know, a, a pretty powerful family, and and he didn't let that power, like ruin skateboarding. You know what I mean? Like it's pretty smart what they, you know, did, considering that they, Powell was run pretty much like a corporation. That's why they called it Powell Corporation. It's like pretty simple. Like they weren't trying to hide the fact that their mentality was different for them being a company in Santa Barbara. So, you mean, you're pretty much you're surrounded by subculture. Everything's branded within this whole lifestyle. But then skating just says, fuck you to all of that. You know what I mean? So Stacy has to answer to that, fuck you. <laughs> like he's just like, it's, yes. you can't. <laughs> yeah. It's like, you, I said, I just realized recently, because when I was talking to uh, Ray, I just realized this because we were talking about how smart um, Stacy was to keep his name on a board. Like, no matter what, his name was on every single skateboard. You know what I'm saying? And so, right. <laughs> like, he was, he, was, he was smart enough to, like, because we were talking, I was saying, um, I, was, I was basically saying how if you're a pro for a company, if, like, say, if, like, you, if you skate for a company and the company owner is pro, too, that's a conflict of interest. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna, they're gonna look out for their career before they look out for your career. That is, you know what I'm saying? Like that's, it's a fact of life, dude. It literally is a fact of life. So, and um, and then we were just kind of joking and saying that Stacy was smart enough to still have a board, like on the slide because his name was on the, on everybody's right. board. Yes, that's like, dude, that dude is a genius. I 